our immune system as we age becomes less productive. And, and all of a sudden you start having this like snowball effect of accumulating senescent cells in certain areas. Hey there, welcome to the Biohacker Babes podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Renee, a certified nutritional consultant with a master's degree in nutrition. What's up? And I'm Lauren, functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner and Czech movement specialist. We're sisters and we're joining forces to empower you to become your own biohacker and upgrade your life. Our mission is to provide actionable steps so you can optimize your health, strengthen your intuition, and support your body's natural healing abilities because life is too short to not feel your best every single day. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the show. Welcome to episode 168 of the Biohacker Babes podcast. I'm Renee and I'm tuning in with my beautiful sister Lauren today. Oh, hi Renee. Thank you. Hello. Hello. Happy day. And guess what? We have another Lauren coming on the show today. Yes. We have Lauren Alexander from Neurohacker Collective talking about a very, I would say kind of groundbreaking topic, um, all about cellular senescence. If you were like, what in the heck is that? Stay tuned because we're going to do a full deep dive on what that is and why you want to know about it. It plays a huge role in aging and, you know, aging, we can really look at it as a disease. We don't have to just accept that we're going to get old and crippled and that's it. That's it, right? There's a lot we can do to slow down this aging process and looking at senescent cells is a huge part of that. So Lauren is really an expert on this. Um, her company, the company that she works for, Neurohacker Collective, has done so much research on this whole topic and what we can do about it, including some really interesting ingredients that will actually support this process in the way that we want it to go. So really fascinating and exciting topic today. Yeah. I love just how research driven they are and to hear how excited the team is behind this research and how they just really wanted a creative solution for themselves. I think, yeah, like you said, for so long, it's like, oh, aging, it's what we're going to just fall into. It's kind of a trap and there's not much we can do about it. Well, of course, biohackers think we can do something about it. People in the space, like Dave Asprey saying they're going to live to 200. And, you know, one could argue that these biohacking tech and devices and, and supplements will kind of reverse the aging process, but no one's talking about what's happening at the cellular level. And this just seems like such an overlooked, in a way, like almost a simplistic piece of what's happening and why we're aging. And I think understanding that, and they're really, really putting forth the research that has not been brought into mainstream medicine at this point, understanding what's happening on a cellular level and what we can do about it. So yes, extremely exciting. Yeah. And the hallmarks of aging. So there's actually nine of those and I'll try to find a good link to put in the show notes. So if you want to look at really all of the different causes of aging, um, a little bit more about Lauren. So Lauren Alexander is VP of marketing at Neurohacker Collective a company focused on making wellness products best known for their Qualia Mind supplement. Lauren is the mother of two young children, a passionate gardener and biohacker. Her areas of expertise include nootropics, biohacking, anti-aging, sleep, and neurohacking. Always such a pleasure to chat with her. Yes, and I love knowing that she's a gardener because there's some fun gardening analogies coming up soon. All right. Yes, and one more thing before I forget. If you want to try any of the Neurohacker Collective products, including the one we're going to talk about a lot today, we will put the link in the show notes, but you can also use discount code biohackerbabes to save some money. 
So always appreciate that. Okay, let's bring on the other Lauren. Welcome, Lauren, to the Biohacker Babes. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, super excited to chat with you guys. Yeah, we're excited too. And I'm excited I get to talk to two Laurens today. It's a Renee sandwich. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I'm always really excited to talk about anything in the anti-aging space. Um, I think our listeners know that I just geek out on this stuff. So I've been really looking forward to this episode. And we actually did more of like an anti-aging episode a couple months ago where we really briefly mentioned that there's the nine hallmarks of aging. We talked a little bit about like mitochondrial dysfunction. Um, issue with telomeres, but today is a new topic for our listeners. We were talking about cellular senescence, and I'm sure everyone is like, "Okay, what is that?" So I think to kick it off, before we get into uh, what we can do about it, we definitely want to wrap things up with like, "Okay, now we know that this is aging us. What do we do about it?" But to kick it off, what is cellular senescence, and why yeah. do we need to know about it as far as aging goes? Yeah, I, I definitely share your excitement and passion about this uh, topic. It's uh, an emerging area of research on senescent cells. It's so new that the phrase like senolytic was coined by the Mayo Institute in 2015. So we're really talking about an emerging category uh, in the longevity space. And I love that you mentioned the hallmarks of aging because you know to to go back to that and use that as a framework. You know, the science team at Neurohacker has been really obsessed with the nine hallmarks of aging and two particular mitochondrial dysfunction, which is about like the batteries in your cells, not for, you know, properly forming and working and doing their jobs. And the other is senescent cell accumulation. And so what that is, and it's a total, like an amazing body process. Actually, we're born with this process. It's when a cell becomes so worn out, so stressed out that it's beyond worth putting the energy into repairing it, it becomes senescent. And what that means is that it's neither dead nor alive uh, and it's taking up space. And the normal biological process is that the immune system goes through and prunes out these senescent cells. Well, kind of going back to like gardening is like a great, I'm a gardener. So I really cling on to this gardening analogy because it's really useful there's a lot of analogies that are used though for senescent cells because it's just, it's so hard to understand and it's such a new, and it's a goofy word, but I do believe that like senescent cells are going to be used like in as a ubiquitously as keto and fasting and nootropics in the next five years, because the research on it is just so moving. And so what happens with a plant and you guys have seen it, is that the a yellow leaf will form. And basically that leaf is no longer productive and it sort of started the process of it turns yellow, it browns, and then it falls off. Well, that happens in our cells, that that's what's going on, except that the falling off process doesn't, stop, doesn't happen. And one reason that gardeners prune off yellow leaves is to kind of force the plant to focus its energy on the green, on producing fruit and not on still supporting these lingering yellow leaves. And, you know, it's not so bad. I mean, a a plant can be super healthy and productive just having one or two yellow leaves, but it's when it's covered in these yellow leaves that it doesn't have enough energy to support producing fruit, producing flowers, having those green lush leaves. And so taking it back to like human body, you know, one of the oldest like quotes in health is like, 
the health of the tissues depend on the health of the cells. And so when you have these cells that are no longer performing their function, that are so stressed out and worn out, but they're not, they haven't reached cellular death. These accumulate in all parts of the body. Like scientists have identified them in brain tissue, lung tissue, breast tissue, muscle tissue, joint tissue is a really common place. And so now you start thinking about aging and you think about these senescent cells. And so I explained like a lot of things really fast, but there's two, there's two things about, or three things about senescent cells are really important to like, and one of the reasons why a very common analogy is zombie cells, because it's bad enough that there's these cells taking up space, not doing their work, you know, slowing down the tissues. But the problem with senescent cells is they secrete inflammatory markers and actually change the health environment around the cells around them. And so like zombies, when a zombie touches a healthy human being, <laughs> they turn them into a zombie, like that's what these senescent cells do. So reason one, they're not productive and they take the space of youthful cells. Two, they secrete these inflammatory markers that actually cause healthy cells to become senescent. And then three, they take advantage of our cellular network communication. And so kind of like jamming the signal, if you will, for our cells to communicate with each other because senescent cells are experts at hiding, hiding and finding ways to, they're not, they're not all the same. Like you, one senescent cell, in one part of the body doesn't look and operate the same as in a senescent cell in another part of the body. And this is why like the research is so exciting and so fast moving right now because the things that we're discovering about how senescent cells work in the body. So I'm gonna pause there. I have like a lot more to say about senescent cells, but I'm sure you, I see you like bubbling questions. I'm like scribbling questions. I know, I'm like prioritizing. Oh gosh, oh gosh. Can't forget any of the questions. So when we're talking about aging, is that sort of the predominant marker that would predict how much senescence would build up over time? Or are there certain environmental factors or lifestyle choices, like who is more predisposed to this? Like you mentioned joints. So do senescent cells have more of an affinity for joints? So someone that's just harder on their joints, or is that like just too simple of a, a correlation to make? Yeah. Like who's think, really predisposed to this? Well, I, I think it's a process that happens in all of us. And the weaker your immune system is, the more accumulation of senescent cells you're going to have as you age. Because And so you kind of start thinking about all the things you do to boost your immune system, exercise, you know, cold therapy, fasting, et cetera. These are all things that you do. And so people who are have lifestyles that are opposite to that or um, compromising their immune system are going to have a more accumulation of senescent cells. And why it's like, why it, it accumulates more as we age is because our immune system as we age becomes less productive. And and so what happens is we have more of these yellow leaves hanging around and back to the garden. When you having a lot of yellow leaves, not only does your plant less productive, but actually tracks pest mold, uh, all kinds of problems. It's, and so it kind of is this like vicious cycle that happens. Immune systems, less productive. It doesn't get to senescent cells as much. They accumulate more, they affect the health of the cells around them. And all of a sudden you start having this like snowball effect of accumulating senescent cells in certain areas. There's not enough research right now about 
why some people have an accumulation in the brain, why some people have an accumulation in the lungs. For for example, you know, I saw I've just recently brushed against a study about pulmonary fibrosis and senescent cells and why joints but uh, accumulate senescent cells. I think it kind of goes back to this tissue, the health of the tissue kind of analogy. And so these are areas that typically, as we see in aging, are areas of tissue that are vulnerable, if you will. So I think that yeah. this, but I think that there there's needs to be a lot more research to thoughtfully answer your question. Sure. Um, I have a little bit of an elementary question, but I'm just trying to be the listener right now. If we're talking about immune health, like what are signs that your immune system is robust or strong? Cause I'm sure some biohackers could say like, Oh, I boost my immune system. I always take these supplements and I do X, Y, and Z biohacks. Like I'm strong. Obviously it's a big spectrum, but do you have like a very clear analogy or association to understand if the immune system is strong and not just maybe it's like I get sick a lot or I don't get sick a lot or somewhere in between because like a little bit of sick could strengthen or maybe that's just a completely ridiculous analogy. Hey, biohackers. We just have a quick interruption in today's episode to tell you about something that is a game changer when it comes to blue light. So, you know, we talk about blue light exposure a lot on the podcast and how we really want to be getting outdoors getting that natural blue light exposure, especially first thing in the morning, right? That's going to help get us energized and focused and increase our natural rise in cortisol for the day. But unfortunately, a lot of us are sitting inside on computers and tablets and phones and TVs, right? And we're getting all this artificial blue light, which is very damaging to our overall health, but especially for our eye health. We don't want to be straining our eyes all day with this blue light exposure because it can cause long-term damage to our eyes, but also like that eye strain, maybe you've experienced headaches or blurry vision or just that mental fatigue. So a really easy biohack for this is to wear blue light blocking glasses during the day. And that's where our friends from Felix Gray come in, which I am wearing right now. Not that you can see them because you're just listening to my voice, but they're nice because they just look like normal glasses. So if you don't like the crazy amber looking glasses when you're on your work calls or whatever, this is a really great option to protect your eyes during the day. Yeah, I definitely feel a difference and I am wearing my glasses as well right now too. I feel a difference when I do not wear them. Despite my best efforts, I am a a magnet to the sun, but I also have Zoom calls on my computer all day long. So I often can't get the balance of indoor to outdoor light like I want to. And if I'm not wearing my glasses, I do start to feel that fatigue, maybe brain fog, which I think a lot of us jump to. I need more sugar or I need more caffeine. Well, it could just be that your brain is exhausted from staring at blue light. So I think this is a really, really easy biohack that we should all be implementing if you are victim to these modern day stressors, like being in front of your computer, or even if you're on your phone a lot during the day does not hurt to try. And what we love about Felix Gray is that they're making some pretty stylish glasses. I think traditionally, a lot of the blue light blocking companies were not really going for fashion. And I know that's not the most important thing. We just want to block the blue light. But that was a big commitment for a lot of people because you look a little bit different at nighttime. And I know I like to wear mine in the airports and on the airplanes. And so I'm just really grateful that we are moving in the direction that we can look like we're just wearing normal glasses or glasses that, you know, fit our face and we have different styles and frames so that we can look stylish, you know? <laughs> yeah. And they've also gone one step further. They have prescription 
glasses available. And I remember when this first came out on the market, the blue light blocking glasses, especially like dad, he would wear his like reading glasses, prescription glasses, and then wear his blue light blocking glasses over it. And it's like, we've got to fix this problem. And Felix Gray has done that. And their lenses actually filter 15 times more blue light. So that's really how it's helping our eyes. And you can see true color despite the lens tint, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And the tint, it's actually built into the glasses. If you get really cheap ones on Amazon, you'll notice you could actually scratch the color off of it, which is not, hopefully you're not going to sit there and scratch at them, but you could scratch it off. This is built into the lens. So it's a really high quality. And I feel like these are going to just last me forever. They're awesome. Yes. So if you want to check out these awesome glasses, you can head over to felixgrayglasses.com slash biohackerbabes. Always easy to remember that, right? Biohackerbabes. Excellent. Let's get back to the show. No, I think I think you hit it right on. And I think that resilience, like bouncing back, is probably like a bigger, at least from, from the research and from the advice from our medical team about immune resilience being like a really good factor. It's not about never getting sick or never getting exposed to things, but it's really kind of ha- how you bounce back and is probably a better thing to look at for measuring um, mm. immune strength. Great. Um, That's helpful. And speaking of measuring things, you mentioned that it is releasing inflammatory molecules. What, um, is there something that we can look at on labs? Like, are there specific markers that are? So right elevated? now, the only uh, measurement of senescent cells are coming in animal studies because you have to do them like post-mortem animal studies. It, they're they're trying to figure out a way to measure them without yeah because obviously we're alive (laughs) um but so one i mean we could jump into one study that we uh, have come up with which was measuring people with joint pain or difficulty that express difficulty movement and a stiffness in joints um since that is a classical area for senescent cells to accumulate and so we ran the study before and after. And actually the participants of the study took the uh, senolytic that we formulated for two days, took two week break, took it two days again, took a two week break. And the participants reported 50% less decrease in movement. Like were able to felt like they had an improvement in their stiffness and their pain, their joint pain and their ability to like move around, um, which they had scored previously much lower. That's mm. incredible. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot, lot more research that we're, we're even in the middle of a new senolytic study right now. And so, but there's a lot more research to come, but one of the exciting things is that there's a lot of research around the ingredients that we chose. And that was kind of part of what built our confidence in the senolytic formula. But I think we're getting too fast into the formula uh, because I still want to talk more about senescent cells. And we're also excited. Whatever you want to share. Yeah. 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 So, you know, again, like this is like a normal biological process that happens. And what the emerging part of it is us drawing the conclusions that like scientists are now starting to kind of re- examine the way we thought about aging. And now it's thinking a lot of the things in aging that are occurring the way that they are have to do with an accumulation of senescent cells. And this is why this category is so revolutionary, quite frankly, because it's a really kind of having a lot of scientists that had firm beliefs on the aging process, re-examine those beliefs. Hmm. What is the link between 
these cells and cancer? Well, Is this, there- you know, I'm a little off my, you know, outside of my expertise level on that, but I will say that this process exists a lot to do with not duplicating cancerous cells, like in the body. This is why, like, because damaged and worn out and stressed cells and possibly cancerous cells, the body doesn't want to repeat, like duplicate those cells. So in some ways, like we're vilifying the senescent cells, but actually this process is an important process in the body for one of those reasons of cancer. Yeah. I mean, I figured it's, it's a good thing. I mean, the human body is really smart. It's not going to have these <laughs> if it's <laughs> totally destroying us, but yeah, I mean, it's all part of the aging process. So, and I didn't realize it's so strongly linked with immune function. I'm trying to not jump ahead. I'm no, I won't go there. Cause I want to ask a question <laughs> about the formula. Um, I'll ask a question. Okay. I'll, Other I'll than hold my like, question. The, I think a really good pain point is the joint pain. That's like something people can really attach to. And obviously a reduction in pain, perceived pain is so huge. What else would we potentially feel if we did have an accumulation of these zombie cells? Anything else that are, is like clearly symptomatic? Yeah. I mean, some of the the things, at least from, from our research of taking a, a senolytic profile are like having more en- energy, having better sleep, having better digestion, like regular, just baseline things, because you think about it and you're making space for more youthful cells and the cells have a lot of jobs. And so when there is like a part of the population, that's not doing their work, you know, cleaning, rejuvenating, moving nutrients from one place to another. I mean, just to oversimplify like thousands of jobs that a cell has when you have more workforce doing those things, like the, the cascade of benefits is really whole body. Yeah. Are the zombie cells, like, are they lazy workers? Are they angry they don't workers? Work. <laughs> I like this though. Uh, <laughs> they don't work and they try I mean, basically if we're going so down to lazy. Working, they, <laughs> they tell the people around them to not work too. And they start like, you know, kind of like messing up the morale. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. And just take up that space. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good analogy. Yeah. So I really like the, just thinking about it from a space thing of like, you know, you're making space for these youthful cells. Yeah. Mm. Does fasting support this process? Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely, I mean, fasting and any immune boosting activity is going to support this process. Okay. Amazing. Okay. So we have to mm. keep thinking immune, making space. I love that. Yeah. I know we're moving quickly, but can we jump into the ingredients, like the powerhouses behind this senolytic product that you guys have created? Yeah. So we've been obsessed with the hallmarks of aging since we released our mitochondrial uh, fitness formula, Qualia Life. That was our, you know, several years ago, we released that. And so our research has been very keenly watching, you know, senescent cells and we really appreciated the research that, uh, Fisetin and Quercetin and Piper Longame are three of like the most famous senolytic ingredients. And one of the things to kind of appreciate about our formula is that, so, you know, anyone can go out, there's a lot of bit of a confusion about like the effective protocols for taking a senolytic. And the best studied protocol right now is what is called a hit and run protocol. So it's not taking a low dose every day, you know, of fisetin and quercetin. It's really taking a high dose for a short period of time and letting the body rest. 
for, you know, a few weeks and then hitting it again. And this right now in the research is the most studied and effective protocol for reducing cellular uh, senescent cells in the body. And so one of the things I appreciate of our formula is that like quercetin. So we chose quercetin, uh, a version of quercetin because quercetin is really not that bioavailable on its own. And so we did a lot of research of like, okay, this is a great, great ingredient, has a lot of senolytic potential, but it's not bioavailable. And so we found a company that uses, you know, basically a technology to make quercetin better. That's like their tagline, quercetin made better. And it literally is. And so, you know, I think that that's one thing to appreciate on the fisetin, you know, something to know about this is it's actually the yellow pigment in plant. It's a, a polyphenol. And so, and the polyphenol, the yellow pigment actually helps like protect, it's a protecting pigment. And so the research says that this uh, really helps with the neuroprotective functions, but also helping targeting uh, senescent cells in different parts of the body. And so one of the things I'm getting kind of, I'm getting excited. So I want to slow, slow myself down. (laughs) So, you know, back to like, you know, so we have nine ingredients in this formula. They're all dosed based on the research of, of causing senolytic effects. It is the hit and run protocol. So you take it two days in a row, six pills, one day, six pills, the second day. And then we recommend taking a three to four week rest and then repeating. We've included, because senescent cells are experts at hiding and experts at taking advantage of, and, oh, and they're not one senescent cell, like I mentioned earlier, is the same. So we have things like Synactive in our formula, which no one else on the market has kind of combined this, um, this, in, these ingredients, but I want to like really talk about the thought process. So we included Synactive because it targets muscle tissue. And one of the things that happens as we age is it is actually harder to build muscle, you know, and, or one of the thoughts that they have is that the accumulation of senescent cells in muscle tissue is kind of part of that blocker of as we age, the inability to build on muscle. And so someone in their twenties doing the same workout is going to have a way better results than someone in their fifties doing the exact same lifting workout. And so synactive is this really incredible ingredient that targets the muscle tissue. We included long Vita optimized curcumin because curcumin has been studied for its senolytic properties, it also has a bioavailability issue. And so this company that makes long beta optimized curcumin extract has overcome that through their extraction process. But another important thing is that it is targeting brain tissue. So not only are we're, we're approaching senescent cells in the brain with that ingredient. And then we have all of the, I have a question about the curcumin. I'm for a while we were hearing, well, you need the black pepper. And then it was like, no, the black pepper actually doesn't help with that. Like, can you tell us more about this curcumin? Yeah. Yeah. So we chose the long Vita optimized curcumin because of the studies around it, not going targeting the neuro, the neuroprotective and brain issues. We do have in the formula, Piper longume, which is long black pepper. Okay. So it does help with that. It helps with that, but it's actually in the formula because it was the second ingredient studied and cited in the Mayo Clinic study in 2015 for its senolytic properties. 
and having its own really powerful synetic, senolytic potential. But it mm. does have a synergistic relationship with curcumin. So mm. that was. And I mean, our- we've seen you know areas of the world where they consume more curcumin in the diet that they have lower rates of dementia. So that makes sense with the neuroprotective factor. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So I'm curious about the bioavailability. Is this like a a call to like the quercetin and curcumin that's on the market? Like people are buying this stuff pretty readily, especially quercetin. It's just quite popular right now. Are most of the compounds out there not bioavailable? Is there any harm to taking these? Like what else do we need to know about maybe doing our due diligence and researching what we're taking before we... I didn't realize this because I thought when I bought a bottle of curcumin or a bottle of quercetin that I was getting that benefit. But it turns out that most of that is a waste of money from how it's been explained to me from the science team that our body cannot absorb it in, and really does need either some kind of synergistic ingredient combination or some kind of extracting process so that our body can absorb uh, it. So, you know, one of our values at Neurohacker is to uh, advance the industry. We publish like the thought process behind every ingredient and, you know, there's no proprietary blends. Like a lot of supplements back companies do on the back where they say like, you know, proprietary blend, we publish everything on there. And I mean, obviously we would like everybody to try and take a step forward a bit and uh, educate themselves and consumers that not all uh, ingredients are created equal. And, mm-hmm. and so we, we do work really hard at, at that for that reason. And also for ourselves, like we honestly created this formula. Several of the formulators were so passionate about it because they wanted to take it themselves. And there's nothing on the market that has this blend that thinks about joint issue, that thinks about muscle tissue, that thinks about the brain tissue that has the studied dosages that are found in human studies. And so they were like, we want this. There's nothing like this on the market. And that's so how the I, best products come to be. And, and yeah. you know, as my role, I'm like, I don't know how this is going to do guys, because nobody knows what a senescent cell is. Nobody knows what a senolytic is. It's a weird word, you know, but, yeah. but it's getting opportunity, out there. but we <laughs> felt so we were just so fired up on it that we, uh, and so it's been really humbling for me because we sold out our first production run that we released in a matter of weeks. And we were on back order for a bit. Now, you know, we're not, you know, thank goodness, but you know, this, this, uh, this formula, it really was, you know, a passion project for the science team because they, you know, they're aging and they're like, this is exactly what I want to take once a month, (laughs) two days a month. Yeah. Hurry up, create. So I <laughs> and I, I just wanted I to share the, oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I love the dosing, like the two days on take time off, like as a biohacker, that's actually easier for me. Oh, so for I sure. Ooh, I have a question about that, but I have another one first. Yeah. I just wanted to share uh, from a practitioner uh, experience. I see a lot of clients that take those two compounds, especially curcumin, because I feel like there's been more research on it for longer. And people often will say, like, how could I possibly have inflammation in my body? I take curcumin, <laughs> but yet they're still expressing all of these symptoms of infl- inflammation, inflammatory markers, and symptoms that would correlate with that. And of course, it's not directly yeah. correlated, but 
maybe that goes to show that we're not absorbing what we're taking. And just because you're selecting that thing off the shelf that was told to you that would cure inflammation. Right. Right. There's there's, action. So with the dosing, I'm also curious about age. Is there a certain age that we should be starting this? Does everyone need to take it? Hey, biohackers, did you know the use of silver actually has a long history and has been used by many ancient civilizations as a means to not only maintain health, but to preserve food and beverages? Before the mainstream discovery and acceptance of antibiotics in the early 1900s, silver was used in hospitals and is actually still used today. Silver has generally gotten a really bad reputation. Maybe you've heard the scary claims from the blue man that took too much silver. Well, quantity and especially quality really matter here. So most silver supplementation on the market is ionic silver, and it is unsafe for the body if used in high quantities. This is why we really love silver soul technology. It's not ionic, and it's a true colloidal silver, which is a nanoparticle coated by a silver oxide. What you really need to remember is that it's more effective, more efficient at lower parts per million. Silver Soul technology is 10 to 33 parts per million, where other companies have up to 3,000 parts per million. The takeaway, more is not better. Yeah, and Silver Biotics actually has a range of products, but we especially love their immune-specific line. The Silver Soul technology has a natural way of targeting invaders without the side effects. This uses multiple modes of action on how it actually targets invaders, and it uses the natural elements to kind of trick the body, so to speak, and then it kickstarts the immune system. Yes, I love these natural defenses. So it actually came to the rescue to me the other day. I was feeling a little run down and at the end of my luteal phase. So for my ladies, that is when we are the most vulnerable. So I took a few doses, and a day later, I was feeling pretty brand new. I was just so grateful that I had this stuff on hand. And guess what? I'm still not blue. I can confirm that she is not blue. (laughs) And either am I. And I've had a similar experience. It really kind of saved the day for me. And on top of the immune line, we have some other products from them that we love. Their skincare, like their healing skin cream, the anti-aging facial serum, and then their oral care. The whitening toothpaste is amazing. I call myself a toothpaste snob. I have tried all the natural ones. And usually when they're really clean toothpaste, they don't work well. But this one is incredible. You know what? I think my teeth are turning blue. What do you think? (laughs) (laughs) That's what the whitening toothpaste is for. Actually, I love the toothpaste too. We get sent a lot of different brands of toothpaste to try. And I have to say, never usually a fan, but this one is a clear winner in my book. I'm definitely going to continue it. And to wrap things up, they also have the wound care product and they have pet care products for all the animal lovers out there like Lauren and I. Meow. Surprised you didn't woof. Woof. (laughs) So if you want to check out the products from Silver Biotics, you can head over to silverbiotics.com and make sure you use discount code biohackerbabes at checkout to save some money. We will put the link to their website and the discount code in the show notes for today's episode. All right, let's get back to the show. So the older you get, your more senescent cells are going to have. And so obviously, if you're a super young person, you might not get the same level of benefits as someone who is aging. But, you know, it's been funny because like, you know, at NeuroHacker, we have a lot of young biohackers that are in their early twenties that are wanting to do everything, you know, wanting to just tick a box. And I've been, um, 
I've been really interested in getting, you know, anecdotal N of one stories and reports back from them from using this. So I think it's, we, when we created this, we wanted to test it, but we were also uncertain about the felt experience. Like there's so much science on the benefit of it, but we weren't, this wasn't like a formula put together, like quality of mind where we're like, someone's going to feel it that day. They're going to feel focused, energized, alive. You know, this is a formula built on research about from the cell, you know, kind of like, you know, foot up approach of something that everybody should benefit from it. Cause this is a biological process, but it's been interesting now that the product's been on the market a few months and we've had our studies to start seeing um, that there is a noticeable, like felt experiences associated with this uh, product. And I do think it's more like your mile miles may vary, you know, depending on where, where you're at in your health journey. But I think like really appreciating the science behind it and wanting, Hey, you know, I do want a two day cellular detox protocol in my monthly regimen. Like this is something that this formula is the most well thought out formula on the market. And this is like kind of what I want to have as part of my insurance or anti-aging kind of thought process. Ooh, I love that idea as an, yeah, insurance policy. That's awesome. Yeah. Cause I hear that all the time. Clients are like, well, I don't feel anything. How do I know if it's working? But there's something to be said for just committing, trusting the process, doing your research and seeing long-term because we know anything that you just do once or even twice is probably not going to produce that benefit. I would love to know about the hit and run strategy. Are we getting a hormetic stress or is this just more of like a strategic maintenance? If you're just bringing in the cleaning crew, so it's not building up or is there any sort of stress being put there, on the cell? Yeah, there. Is, I mean, it is, it is a process that does stimulate stress to a degree. And so I like to tell, I mean, so the biohackers first questions they're asked is like, can I fast? Can I cold plunge? Can I stack this with like 10 <laughs> other, 10 other super stressful protocols on top of it? And the answer is yes. And, and you are going to get maybe some incremental gains, but I always like to say like, Hey, let's zoom, let's zoom back for a minute and think about what's that Goldilocks zone for stress. And so you know, our science team and myself included, like, like to take it on the weekends, uh, when we're not as stressed and, and let this, and, you know, first weekend of the month, just take it and kind of like, not, not overdo it and just let this process run. And it is, you know, the cleaning crew to a degree, but it is also a stress, you know, a stress event. Mm-hmm. Have you done any testing on biological age with this? Not yet. That's on the list though. So we did, so with Qualia Life, we did an age meter uh, test, which is really cool. They do cognitive, they do hearing, they do tapping, all this to come up with your biological age number. And then you can, we did before and after uh, tests on that. That's uh, studies on our website uh, under the studies section, but it's pretty cool to see like the before and after improvements on that. But we definitely are looking to incorporate some of that as well as there's some blood and saliva biological age tests that are available now too, that we might uh, incorporate as well. Okay. I'll be a guinea pig. Cause I, <laughs> me too. Me my too. most recent test with, um, true, true age, true diagnostic. I was not happy with my biological age. I've only done one round of the analytics, So maybe I'll incorporate that into my monthly routine. And then in like three or four months, I'm going to retest. So I'll that be sounds, a guinea pig. 
That's so funny. So I took the true diagnostic or true age true. test as well. Yeah. And I called Ryan. I, Ryan is, I think their CEO. And I was like, what, what are you saying here? <laughs> Why am I? But this is like, this might've been 2020. And he's like, it's okay. Everybody's like older right now. <laughs> like, yeah. But I was like, oh, giving yeah, that test is eye opening. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it's funny. I mean, so power. I have, I also did the biological age testing that Viome offers. Have you have you done that? Yes, and I was mm-hmm. like eighteen on that yeah. one. I was like, okay, yeah, I like the result of that one. I didn't yeah. like the result of True Age, so it does. Uh, Let's just pick the one that we like the best. Yeah, <laughs> that's then, what I do with my data trackers in the morning. I'm like, that score is the one. <laughs> 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 yeah, I guess because they're looking at different things. And then I've done inside trackers, age test. And I mean, that's looking at more um, like blood basic lab markers versus I think true diagnostic is just looking at the epigenetic methylation, right? which I mean, epigenetic alteration is another hallmark of aging. So I guess they're really going after that. So wait, is Neurohacker going to have a product for every <laughs> hallmark of aging? Uh, I, you know, there are a couple others that we are doing research around and researching. So I wouldn't be surprised if we don't hit another one. I don't think every, you know, it's not a checklist. Okay. <laughs> um, every year, new product. <laughs> we'll get but, all of them by 2030. Yeah. But we're, we're really uh, electrified and, and excited about the research around health span or, you know, just creating, you know, more uh, youthful expression of our bodies as we age. And mm, so I think we're going to, yeah, I think as, as there's more research to support a new formula, we're going to, we're going to put it together. And if there's gaps, like our, our principles for why we even release a product is there has to be a tremendous amount of research. And then there has to be a gap in the market. Like we, we don't produce any like me too, or like, you know, similar competing products out there. There has to be a need for and a meaningful need for what we're doing. We really appreciate that. I know it kind of drives me nuts when supplement companies are just like pushing out just another one of this and that. And it's like, there's so many, like all of the Neurohacker products are so unique. I mean, it's fun to actually flip over the bottle and look at the ingredient list. I mean, the formulas are, they're kind of unheard of. Yeah. That to me, it's like this, this packaging for Senolytic, this little box is like a novel on re- a research novel, honestly, about each ingredient and like the dosing, et cetera, that you could, I mean, anyone who takes this and, and reads on this, like knows 90% more than the doctors that I've interfaced right now. Like that's, wow. um, it's really incredible at the amount of education that needs to happen around senolytics and senescent cells right now. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, the packaging, we were joking at the biohacking conference a couple of weeks ago. It's the perfect size for a stocking stuffer. So anyone <laughs> that's getting ready for the holidays, by the time this episode comes out, it'll be coming up. It's just like perfect size. Like, Here really you go, is. grandpa. Have your senolytic with your eggnog. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, if you want to give the gift of health, such an easy thing, right? Because they're not really going to feel anything. There's no danger for certain symptoms can't hurt, right? Is there, is there anyone that should not be taking it? I guess would be the next question. Yeah. I mean, the, you know, obviously we, this is an adult formula. It's for adults over 18. We always on all our products say if you're pregnant or breastfeeding, like not to take the product because we just haven't done the research in those, you know, formats. But other than that, it's safe for, you know, adults to use. Yeah. 
And I know you get a lot of biohacker questions. So for the biohacker that still thinks more is better, what are the contraindications to not following the prescribed dosage and maybe taking a little bit extra? Is it harmful? Are you just wasting it? Gosh, that is, that's a good, um, like doubling the dose or, well, so our study, we did a study instead of waiting four weeks, we waited two weeks and we felt like that was enough time. So that would be a way to accelerate your results or your regimen would to be to shorten the healing window or restorative window between your hit and runs. Uh, (laughs) so that, that would be one, I guess, hack to do if you really want to accelerate things. Okay. Okay. But no more than that. Can you share where the word senolytic came from? You know, it's a, okay. So I want to pull up my notes because it's a Greek or Latin words. So senic means old, lytic means destroying. And so it literally is a substance that is targeting the old, it's old destroying. Destroying the old. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, making room for those youthful cells and healthy tissues. Very clear. And I think very catchy. I love the word senolytic. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating. (laughs) Yeah. And it, it reminds me, you know, Dr. Pompa always says, you have to fix the cell to get well or something, or maybe it's the other way around to get well, you have to fix the cell. That's yeah. what you're doing here. Right. Right. Like the health of the tissues are completely correlated with the health of the cells. And cool. yeah, I said, I'd share a couple of quotes or a quote from one of our customers. So our customer, Christopher, he shared with me that he had a noticeable more ease in many key areas. Joints feel like I've turned the clock back 10 years a marked improvement in my joints. And then, which I think is like really exciting. Obviously this isn't like a joint relief formula, but to have that, that powerful review from, you know, joint pain, I think is exciting. And then, you know, a couple of practitioners shared like Dr. Stickler, he really, uh, he said that like this formula is way ahead of the curve using, um, senolytics to promote whole body rejuvenation. It's seven senolytics in one. That's really like how to think about this formula. It's not just, you know, you're not just doing one, you're not just taking fisetin. You're not just taking quercetin. You're taking like, you know, seven different ingredients and then two ingredients, which we haven't talked about milk, thistle and soy, which are in there to help support the, um, uh, effectiveness of those seven senolytics and been studied to do so, but also help uh, in the cellular communication networks, which I briefly mentioned are one of the things that the senescent cells exploit. Mm. What kind of soy? It's a, oh yeah, here we go. Soy, soy debate. So it's a soybean seed extract. And because of the way that it's extracted, it isn't as villainous as soy is typically portrayed. It would pr- basically uh, mimic you know, Japanese uh, consumption of how they're eating soy in their diet versus uh, any kind of negative. But obviously if you have an extreme allergy to soybean, we'd stay away with that. But if, if you're just staying away from it, from all the other like hormonal, you're not going to have the, those problems in the way that it's implemented here and the dosage that it's implemented here. Great. Yeah, I mean, soy, I think has been vilified for a good reason, just because in the United States, States, it's mostly genetically modified. It's super processed. It's turned into soy milk and soy yogurt and soy cheese. It's like, that's not, like you said, that's not what they're eating in Japan where they're seeing, you know, health benefits from soy. So there's a very, a very big spectrum of soy. Yeah, no, that's well said. That's well said. Like I, I, 
I, I didn't realize I'd have to defend that ingredient so, so frequently. We just got back from the yeah. biohacker conference and I was like, okay, you see the, all the other things that are incredible in this, like don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. It really plays an important role here. And, um, there's incredible science of, of it supporting the cellular communication and rejuvenating it, which is really important because of those senescent, senescent cells damaging that. So, and then yeah. milk thistle. So we have a bunch of naturopaths in our formulating team and milk thistle is like one of the like most classic naturopath ingredients, uh, Greg shared with me. He was like, yeah, in, in naturopath school, they say, if you really don't know how to treat someone, focus on the liver and focus on digestion and milk thistle is what incredible liver, uh, ingredient there, but actually has some senolytic properties and more research is coming out for that. So it's really, uh, you know, this formula has like cutting edge, Ayurveda, naturopath, like basic principles. It's, it's really unique. That's I <laughs> really about, about it that I could say. I love Amazing. that. So exciting. Well, before- I have a silly question for you. I keep reading the word and I know I'm going to say it wrong. Facet, facetin, Ficetin? Ficetin. 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 I used to I say, say facet- that wrong. Quercetin. Well, I've heard people <laughs> pronounce quercetin, quercetin, and quercetin. And oh. I don't know if it's like a colloquial thing, but folks in California say quercetin. And but I have heard quercetin say it said other places. But ficetin, I've heard pretty consistently, at least in my small circles. Okay, ficetin. I'm going to drill that later. I've been getting a lot of emails about ficetin in, in the last year or so, and it's found in apples and strawberries and, and fruits similar to mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Do you know if fisetin is that the compound in apples that behind, uh, I guess behind the reason an apple a day keeps the doctor away? Is it also like a strawberry a day keeps the doctor away? Yeah. I mean, it <laughs> has those, that, it's that, it's a, it's a, yeah, it has those, uh, you know, those polyphenols, those really rich polyphenols in there that have those properties. So yeah, maybe that is why we say apples a day. Huh. Ficetin a day keeps the doctor away. <laughs> but it doesn't. Remember the high dose, the hit and run. So, uh, right. Not every day. <laughs> Not every day. Ficetin two days a week. <laughs> I'll be clear, very clear here. Yeah. Amazing. Well, we're awesome. super, super excited about this compound. Thank you so much for sharing the research. And we invite the audience to dig into the research too. I know Neurohacker has lots of great resources. And maybe there's a few extra you want to share that we could, um, Put in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, I will. I will. Yeah. We published all the uh, research behind each ingredient and the thought process of why we included it. So I'll give you guys that link. I think that that link is, you could read it like 20 times. It has so much information in it. You could teach a course on that link. Wow. Ooh, very fun. Great. All right. We will share all of that in the show notes. Uh, Lauren, before we let you run, we want to ask one final question. If you can give our audience one piece of advice, something they can start doing today to optimize their health and wellness. Oh boy. Well, I know you asked this question a lot. So probably everybody you've covered sleep to death, but that really is, uh, you know, in 160 something episodes, we've never had a repeated advice. So go for it. Whatever about sleep. I, you know, I talk to, you know, I have a privilege of talking to a lot of people and scientists that are experts in sleep and then people who are struggling with sleep and it, it seems like there's this real pattern with like health and, and feeling productive and feeling confident and feeling happy and sleep. 
And, you know, when I, when someone says, oh, I, I can't sleep, I'm a bad sleeper or blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, when do you start working on your sleep? Uh, 945, 1045, you know, 15 minutes before you go to bed. And that just doesn't work. And especially for women, honestly, we really need that wind down time. Like 90% of sleep problems really happen between your ears and your brain of just that hyper arousal. And uh, I think for me, a game changing is really to create and eat like, you know, a, an evening routine that starts at dinner. And it's a wind down. It's a multi-hour, multi-touch process of me transitioning from my hyper work, charging, exercise, you know, all those hats that we wear as women, you know, my mom hat, et cetera, and really programming my mindset to start releasing and slowing down. And, you know, we have a sleep supplement, which is quality night. And for me, you, the dosage is recommended to take at dinner. And so for me, that kind of like mentally kickstarts my evening routine. It's like, soon as dinner's over, I take my qualia night. And then it's like, I'm telling my brain, okay, start, start going into evening mode. And my evening mode is not super stimulating. It's really all based around kind of dampening my hyper arousal. And I think the more dedicated a person is about like really having some just energizing or not energizing, rejuvenating and like relaxing evening practices. Like it shows up the minute you wake up in the morning and everything from weight, honestly, like you can, you can cheat, you can eat a lot. If you sleep well, I swear you don't have to focus as much on diet. If you sleep well, like just everything is easier. And to me, that has been like a game changer. And it isn't just one thing. If I, if I listed out all the little things I do to ensure I have a good night's sleep from weighted blankets to, you know, sound therapy to like my breath work to some yoga stretches to fancy pajamas, which I think is like not, (laughs) not talked about enough, but your sleepwear is definitely critical, you know? So it's a lot of things, but I think it really starts with like setting a time every day that you're like, okay, at this part of the day, I'm going to start. And hopefully it's like three to four hours or more before bed of like, this is when I'm going to start my wind down. I'm done answering emails. I'm done being hyper. Like this is me in my, you know, relaxation mode. Mm-hmm. I love that. I promise you, no one has ever shared that. <laughs> Thank you. Very insightful. Very well, it, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I yes. know you guys talk to us a lot of great people. So oh, still have not had repeated advice. <laughs> and your personal yeah. experience is just so valuable. So thank you for that. Yeah. What I do you guys that. do? What's your number one? I kind of could say some somewhere in the realm of sleep. I mean, I feel like sleep is my superpower because like you said, I I feel like my diet can maybe slip a little bit. My exercise can slip. But like when my sleep is on, I'm just like a nicer, better human being in all aspects of life. But the wind down is huge for me. Like if I'm on my email too close to bed, I get in bed and my brain is just like going, going, going. So I'm really sensitive to that wind down period. I totally agree with that. Oh, I forgot that share. Like, okay. So I made this new hack. You know how you're not supposed to eat dinner or you're not supposed to eat three hours before bed. Like if you want to be skinny and all this other stuff and and it actually affects your deep sleep, but don't check your email three hours before bed. 
Like yeah. just don't yep. check your email three hours before, but in the same, like think about it as you're eating a piece of chocolate and like, it's easy to stop yourself from eating a piece of chocolate three hours before bed. But for some reason, it's like really hard to break yourself from checking your email three hours. Before it is bed. hard. It is hard, but it makes such a difference because you, you'll get that mm-hmm. one email that just yeah. stimulates all the thoughts and then it's you're like, wide awake. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's like Russian roulette. They're like opening it. Is it going to be okay? Is it not? Yeah. Am I going to be up all night? Yeah, it's it also just a like slippery it. slope. I know for me, it's so easy to say, just one more, one more, one more. And they really add up. What about yeah. I think sleep is number one too, but the pathway into better sleep for me is always movement. Like if I don't get enough movement activity during the day, I won't sleep as well. If my brain is tired. I probably need to do some movement. I think it's just really overlooked, especially in the biohacking space, because there's so much focus on supplements, which are really valuable. And we need all of these biohacking tools and the research, but movement. Yeah. We need to move more and move well, move better. A lot of people are just checking off the exercise box, but not looking at the quality of their movement. What's your movement jam? It depends on the day, but a dance? <laughs> I do a lot. Yeah, some dancing <laughs> if that's what feels good. I do a lot of mobility. You know, I have some kind of structure, but then there's always uh, an intuitive plan. So tapping into whatever my body needs that day. But it's because my toolbox is rather big. I wouldn't just necessarily tell a client like, "Do what you want to do today." <laughs> but yeah, you need to have variety for sure. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna go awesome. move after this. Yes. Even yeah, just like shoulder rolls and oh. put on some music and be a fool for like 10 minutes. Dance. Feels good. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Therapeutic. All right. Lots of great advice today. Thanks to the Laurens. Yes. <laughs> Especially to you, Lauren. Thank you so much for joining us. This is so exciting. Uh, we cannot wait to share this with our audience. And thank you for spending your time with us today. Can you tell us where our audience can find more of you? Oh yeah. Find us on Instagram. We're pretty active on our Instagram handle. Um, and then on our website, if you can join our, uh, email list, we send out newsletters and coupons and all kinds of fun stuff through email as well. Right. Wonderful. We'll link to all of that in the show notes for today's episode. So you can find it there. Um, and thanks to everyone that tuned in today. We will see you next time. Love this episode of the biohacker babes podcast head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We truly appreciate your support. Until then, happy biohacking. This podcast offers health, fitness, and nutritional information and is designed for educational purposes only. You should not rely on this information as a substitute for, nor does it replace professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have any concerns or questions about your health, you should always consult with a physician or other healthcare professional.